Hey friend, welcome back to episode number five of this mini-series, walking you through the customer journey that we build together during my six-week group program, The E-Commerce Accelerator. Before we get stuck into today's topic, which is decision, I have to remind you that you've only got four days, on the day that this goes live anyway, to save your spot for the next round of tea. Tickets will be removed from sale at 5pm on Tuesday the 1st of February, this then gives me, you know, time to make sure that you get your welcome pack sent out to you. I add you to our friendly community where we're all ready to rock and roll for the first live lesson on Monday the 7th of February at 7pm. I am so buzzing to get back to providing live workshops again, regardless of the fact that it's at seven o'clock at night. So if you think you're even slightly interested in the e-commerce accelerator, but you've got some questions or you just want to double check if it's the right fit for you, please, please, please feel free to drop me an email or a DM. I'm not a con man. I'm, I'm not here for the money. Uh, I just genuinely want to teach what I know and support you along the way onto bigger and better things. And that's, that's kind of my thing, I think. It's that I want to teach you what you need to know right now, where you're at right now, so that you can then move on to another person, somebody else that can help you on the next part of your journey. That's that's kind of where I'm at. So, um, yeah, if you're not quite sure if it's the right programme for you, trust me. I mean, if you're listening to this, you should know by now that I'm a no-nonsense, no-bullshit kind of person. I'll tell you and if I get the kind of vibe that you're not going to do the work or show up to the live lessons I will also tell you that I'd rather you weren't there so (laughs) as brutal as that might sound I'm just genuinely interested in people who want to do the work who want to learn the things and they're willing to spend the time implementing so anyway today's episode let's get on with it so let's chat about the decision making process when we're shopping online we all do it and there are so many signs and I don't really like to use this word off the cuff but triggers, I'm going to say quote unquote triggers, that we look out for when we're shopping that allow us to make those decisions. So you know as a business owner we have to make sure that we're covering all of those points in order to help our potential customers to well make the decision (laughs) essentially. So as an overall generalisation, the decision stage can be summed up by the word trust. If there is something, anything, stopping them from hitting that big old buy now button, it's because fundamentally, deep down, they're missing an element of trust from your business and your brand. And you know, when I'm not Mystic Meg, you're not Mystic Meg, we all know that. God, do you remember Mystic Meg? Am I showing my age there? (laughs) But we don't, we can't assume, we don't know what the answer is to that, but we have to try and guesstimate it, make educated guesses and ask people. So, you know, there might be things that are going around in your potential customers' heads that are kind of, you know, are you going to take my money and not deliver the product? Is the product going to do what it actually says that you're going to do? Like, what you claim it's going to do? And will I actually achieve the result I'm looking for if I buy this product? The the best example I can give you right now is I'm in a launch period of the e-commerce accelerator. I know 
without even asking. There are people that are kind of sat there thinking, oh, I don't know if it's too good to be true. She shared results with other people. I, I, you know, she's going to take my money and I'm not going to have those results. So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. I have to be at a point where I'm actively answering those questions without people genuinely asking me them in the first place. Because there are objections. There are objections of there is a certain level of trust. They might have only just started following me three days ago. And it takes time and energy and effort to build that trust, especially in a service-based business world. So don't, you know, dismiss the fact that that doesn't happen in a product-based world as well, because it absolutely does. So the big question at this stage is how do we get them past it, right? I'll be honest, Pal, there are some tools on the market that can help you make an educated guess as to where these problems and bottlenecks are happening. But unless people actually tell you directly, which is quite rare, so, you know, don't be disheartened if people don't, you'll never be completely 100% certain on why or where these things are happening. However, Based on statistical data, such as the Baymard Institute research, which looked at what triggers someone to abandon their basket during the checkout process, they found that 55% of participants who took part in this research said that the reason was for uh, extra costs and hidden fees and things like that, taxes. So uh, Baymard Institute is based in the States, so obviously they have extra taxes that are added. If you're in the UK, I feel like I've run out of breath saying that sentence. (laughs) If you're in the UK, obviously we have an understanding of VAT, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, think of things like tax, delivery, shipping costs, fees, blah, blah, blah. It does not pay to be sneaky about these kinds of things. You might think, and I've come across it multiple times, you might think, well, if I just don't tell them, at the point when they get to the checkout, they're so invested that they're just going to buy it anyway. That's not the case. Every piece of research that I can find on abandoned baskets, on abandoning the checkout, on why a customer will never buy from you is because of whatever the opposite of transparency is. They're just not transparent. Businesses are being sneaky and we just don't like it, do we? As much as you know, some of us think we don't really care, actually kind of deep down kind of pisses you off a little bit. So even if you sell the heaviest, biggest pieces of furniture on the planet, in the country, let's go with the country, delivery cost is, it just is what it is. So as a business owner, you either need to make the decision to factor that into your product pricing Or be open, honest and transparent about your delivery costs. If it costs you 50 quid to ship something, it's 50 quid to ship something. There is no in-between of that. And I've been there and I've seen it firsthand and I see it with my clients all of the time. You have a level of guilt and that kind of deep-rooted feeling (laughs) in the pit of your stomach that says, oh yeah, but if I put 50 quid, nobody's going to buy it. That's not your decision to make. If you take nothing else away from this episode, take that. It's not your decision to make. And you're guessing based on nothing. 
It's 2022, people. We're now a society that wants everything yesterday and for next to nothing. That's why it's your job to display why these things are so important, but they help make that decision-making process as stupidly simple as possible. Does that make sense? I really hope so. So, you know, how can we do that? So we, we need to reduce, if not remove if possible. I know it's not always possible. I'm not that naive. I've worked with a lot of people. But we need to reduce, if not remove, these barriers. So things like your delivery times and your costs. Now is the time to question everything. One of the mistakes I see the most amount of small business owners making is only offering one delivery option. Look, I... 100% agree that it is your business it needs to work for you there's a reason you work for yourself and not in some corporate giant but on the flip side right let let me give you an example because I feel like I could go off on a tangent on that one let's say goodness um I've been looking around uh let's say that you make and sell Bam, greetings cards. So you sell greetings cards that are witty, they're humorous, they're a bit different to what you would find in Tesco's or what was the card shop called? Clinton's? That's what I want to say. I don't know if it's right, but anyway, let's say you only offer five to seven day delivery because you think, there's a key point in there, you think and you don't know any different because you don't offer anything different, That that's all that people are going to pay for. That's all they would ever pay for. You could be the reason on that one decision that you're losing customers. What someone decides to pay for or wait for, more importantly, is completely out of your control. So as long as it makes sense to you and your business, you know, just maybe have a think about it. Could you post something the next day if you really had to? Is it that you don't offer it because you think people wouldn't pay for it? Or is it that you don't offer it because it doesn't fit into your lifestyle and how you want to run your business? If it's the latter, then you crack on, carry on doing what you're doing. If it's because you genuinely think that people wouldn't pay for it, I'm here to call you out. You are the problem. Don't Be scared to charge a premium for the things that are out of your control. Amazon Prime is $7.99 a month. At least I think it is. I've got no idea. I use my mother's mother's account. Because I'm not fucking paying for that. (laughs) But it is really convenient, isn't it? I can order something today and I know it will be there tomorrow. A worst case scenario, the day after. But she pays that a fixed amount. I I really hope it's $7.99 now. Every single month for convenience. Now, I'm not saying in the slightest way to aim to be like Jeff and his buddies. That's, if you know me at all, you know we're trying to take them down by making small businesses bigger. But it's a good example of simply offering something and letting those who value that thing, aka convenience, make the decision for themselves. If they want to pay for it themselves. Your postage should be a price that it is. 
regardless of whether you send it in the next five days, in the next three days, tomorrow. Don't ever lose money, lose revenue on postage. On the flip side of that, don't make money from postage. But, you know, you have to take the entirety into account. The box that you put it in, the envelope that you put it in, how much the stamp costs, how much the fuel and the time it takes for you to take it to the post office. Stop undervaluing yourself. So, you know, think about it this way. There are, surprisingly, (laughs) and quite possibly it's quite a scary thought, but others like me who know that when, we know when someone's birthday is, right? But maybe, possibly, potentially, we always leave it quite last minute. (laughs) That's the beauty of these podcasts. I always seem to out myself. Um, So let's let's say... (laughs) I'll give you an example. Let's say I come across your all singing, all dancing social channels. We're going to stick to the card example here. So you make and sell greetings cards. So I find you on social for some reason. You have gone through the awareness stage. You've kept my interest a little bit. I followed you maybe on TikTok or on Instagram, whatever it is. I sign up to your emails and I go through your welcome sequence of emails over the next few days and the weeks and I spot a card that would be perfect, like perfect, for my older brother for his birthday. Now, going on the basis that I out myself in these podcasts, um, (laughs) I'll hold my hands up. I'm saying this because it was his birthday this week, um... And it kind of happened with his present, but I'm not going to out myself too much because I know he sometimes listens to my podcast. So, Scully, if you're listening, happy belated birthday. you got a shout out on the podcast, you lucky thing. Um, <laughs> but let's say this is totally, you know, made up scenario. Awkward. I find the perfect design for his birthday, but it's three days away. And you only offer as a business one delivery option of five to seven working days. Well, don't know about you, but to me it feels a little bit icky to give somebody a birthday card a week after their birthday. What What do you think? Regardless of how perfectly fitting it is. So, what's going to happen? What happens next? As a customer, what do I do next? Well, I leave your website and I go and find it somewhere else. Or... I stomp off and go to Tesco's on my weekly shop and find some kind of crappy, sub-average £2 card that will just do the job. You know? You get the picture. So, just think about it in terms of, yes, wholeheartedly, the happiness and the reason you built your business and you run your business is critical so it needs to work for you but if you can offer other options and the reason that you don't is because you're estimating because you're guessing and because you're assuming we've all heard that saying you should never assume it makes an ass out of you and me right so if you're doing that because you don't know if anybody's going to buy it it doesn't cost you anything extra to to offer it in the first place right? So there are some other factors that you can consider too in the decision-making stage. So 
next one, showcasing your reviews. So there is backing by psychologists. And I know what you're thinking. You think, well, I don't want to be braggy and I don't want to show off and I don't want to say, just constantly keep shouting about how amazing I am. I'm here to tell you that you absolutely should. There is backing by psychologists as to why using reviews within your business can help you gain trust. So this whole customer journey, quote unquote, thing, that's essentially what it boils down to. If you're going to give somebody your money, you have, you have to trust them, don't you? Not only does it tap into our desires for transparency as human beings, it essentially gives us aka the customer, an impartial recommendation rather than you just telling us why we should buy it. Of course you want us to buy it. Of course you would say this is the most amazing card you've ever seen in your life. Of course you would say this is the best deal you're going to find because your pocket benefits from it. So why wouldn't you shout about what other people are saying about you? So if I can read what other people who, you know, essentially look and sound just like me, if I can see that they like it as well, then it, it helps me gain some trust in your brand. Customer reviews also can relate to our desire for social belonging. So a much deeper feeling and emotion. I give a shit about psychology. Maybe you don't, but uh, it fascinates me as to why we do what we do, why we think and what we say and how we act as human beings. And buying psychology is incredibly fascinating. But, so there was a publication, Psychology Today, noted, much of human behaviour, thought and emotion stems from our our psychological need to belong. Belonging also takes shape on the grounds of shared experiences. We literally all just want to be part of something bigger. In 2022, we're so wrapped up in social media and looking like we've got this shiny highlight real life. We all know that's not the case. Take it back to cavemen. We all just wanted to belong. We all wanted to be part of something. We lived in tribes. How we buy things today is not that far removed from that stuff. So, you know, it's another thing to consider. And... (sighs) I think many people just, it just, you feel like you're bragging, you don't want to show off, but I would 100% implore you to do so. Word of mouth marketing is, if you were to Google word of mouth marketing, every single publication, every single blog, every single marketer would tell you that it's the best form of marketing. If your mum tells you to go and buy something or your best friend tells you to go and buy something, you're probably more likely to take their recommendation over a stranger's, but you're also more likely to take a stranger's over the businesses, you know? So another thing to consider, which a lot of people literally (laughs) bypass like 100 miles an hour and don't realise, but it's the legitimacy of payment types. We all, you know, we all know the logo of PayPal. We all know the logo of Apple Pay. If you have a website that doesn't display any of them, I probably don't trust you. 
So subconsciously, my brain is looking for those things. And if you can't display them, if you don't take payment types that I'm used to or that I'm aware of or that make it really, really fucking easy for me to give you my money, I'm probably, I've already left. You've lost my attention. I've gone. I'm going somewhere else. It's kind of that simple. And then, you know, lastly, there's some really, really, really boring stuff like returns, policies and guarantees. If you, how many service-based businesses, programs or something like that have you seen and they've said, look, if it's crap and you don't like it, I'll give you your money back after 30 days. Because they believe in that thing so much, but it just adds another level of trust that they genuinely think it is as good as they say it is. And if you don't think it is, then they'll give you their money back. Your money back. (laughs) Teeth are out and brains gone. (laughs) We essentially, as business owners, need to make it stupidly easy to convince customers to trust us. We're all looking for ease. We just need it as easy as possible. So quickly recap, so that I don't ramble on for too long. Look for ways to add trust signals for your customers. Because we're all, again, if you didn't pick up on it in yesterday's episode, go back and give that a listen. We all interact and we all engage with different content and different signals differently. I'm a very visual person. I know a lot of people who are very written, wordy kind of people. It's the same with this kind of stuff. So just to quickly recap, reduce the barriers, your delivery times, your costs. Offer more things if you possibly can. But just remember that it's your business and you're allowed to run it in any which way that you see fit that fits your life. But if you're not offering it because you think somebody else won't pay for it, get out of your own way. Number two, showcase your reviews. Number three, add payment types and show their symbols. We all know what PayPal looks like on Apple Pay. And then number four, add, make sure that you've got returns policies, promises, all that kind of stuff. It feels really, really scary. But when you genuinely, genuinely believe in your products, as you do and you should, because it's good and you're great, then you can offer those things. Even if, you know, subconsciously our brain genuinely calms, it kind of ticks those touch points off again when we see these things. And that's it. That's an insight into the fifth (laughs) week of the e-commerce accelerator. Of course, during the program, you're actually in the lessons and the community to be able to ask questions, bounce ideas off of all of your newfound business friends. And we go into a lot more detail. Obviously, you know, I can't, I can't share everything in a 20, 30 minute podcast. Um, because one I know we can talk I you know I can talk for England but it's kind of also not fair on the people that are paying almost 500 pounds to be part of the program as well so if you want to get more in depth more in depth understanding understand the psychology but also more importantly put into action the things that you know triggers these things that has an impact on these things then make sure you come and join the program. As always, you can find the link to the e-commerce accelerator page on my website in the show notes. I'll make it super simple for you to get there. And if you've got any questions whatsoever, feel free to pop me an email. I'm at hello at (laughs) lornascully.com or DM me on Instagram 
which is at Lorna Scully UK. Both links will be in the show notes below. And I will be back with the final instalments of this mini-series talking about the importance of creating loyalty. It's a good one, I'm not going to lie. I wrote the script out for it the other night and um, I don't normally script things, but there's a lot in it. So I'll be talking about loyalty within your customers so it keeps them coming back time and time again and makes them raving fans that want to tell everybody that they know about your business. Uh, I'll be doing that on Monday. So hope to see you there. Hope to be in your ears then. But for right now, enjoy the rest of your Friday or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Peace out. Bye-bye.